Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I'm hoping you can explain the hit on metals of mining. Quick question on ticker symbol AG, first majestic. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, January, 20, January 21st already, 2022. Another bad day in the market. This whole month has not been very pleasant. Has not. But we have, we, it's not unexpected. You should not be unexpected. You should not be surprised because, you know, we've talked about it when the Fed changes direction. Markets don't like that. Fed starts raising rates. It hasn't even started raising rates. It's just threatening us. Is saying they are going to raise rates and they just reduce liquidity by stop buying or slowing down their bond buying. They're going to stop it sometime. And the market is anticipating all that change. And that's why it's reacting now. So it goes up and down. It's always unpredictable, everybody. Always unpredictable. Now, you can have generalities that you could do. You know, I can tell you generally we're overdue for a correction and we're in the middle of one. Okay. How deep of this correction? I don't think it's a bear market. I got some stats on that, so I'll be able to share with you later on the show. So there's a lot of dynamics going on here, a lot of things happening. Earnings are coming in. They're not bad. Um, bank earnings were a little disappointing, but other earnings were better, much better. It, it, it just, you know, we're just getting started here. By next week, we're going to have a lot of numbers out next week, and that'll give us a better idea on the earnings. But you know, it changed. Any change can work in your to your benefit as well as your disadvantage. We've told you and told you and told you, growth stocks are going to get punished, and they are getting punished, and they still will be. You know, I don't know how many times I said in December, uh, time to uh, rebalance your portfolio and maybe cut back on your growth stocks. You know, that's what it's all about. And Justin's been harping on the same thing. So, just the way it is. Of course, you're going to want answers on specific questions and specific specific situations, and we're here to do that. I will be happy to do that. So, you know, all this is to help build your financial future. That's what this show is all about. Answering your questions to help you build your financial future. So, and our mission statement never changes. Independent thinking ensures success. And of course, we state this to tell, and at the same time, assure you that we are going to give you facts. We're going to give you our best, uh, our best uh, 
analysis of the things that you ask about in a short period of time. Mind you, this is just a quick analysis. It's not something you, you can take our work and then just dig into more because we can't get into anything really deeply. We just can't. Any about the you know about the individual stock. We just can't. We can give you what our thoughts are and give you the facts that we have them in front of us, but you can't get too deep into the individual companies. Now, when we talk about our educational segments or our stock commentary or even our market reporting, you know, this stuff is something we can, you know, share with you and, you know, it will be factual and without any bias. Okay. I'm Steve Peasley. And I really do encourage you to call me right now. We're live four to five Pacific time, Monday through Friday. So I'm live right now. If you can't, that's okay. You can call anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and leave a voicemail, and we will get to your question. I promise. The number never changes. It's always the same, 888-99-CHART. So let's go right to our first listener. Stephen Justin, I wanted to get your thoughts on Bank of Montreal. Symbol is BMO. I like the sector. I like the dividend yield. Seems to be in the middle of a PE range for the last five years. It also had a run-up. So wanted to get your thoughts on the company and see if you thought it was overpriced uh, where it's at now. Thank you. Yeah, Bank of Montreal, BMO, uh, Canadian-based global bank operating through 1,500 branches in Canada and the United States. They're going to make $11.25 next year, $10.18 this year, $13 last year. Um, and let's see, 11, and it's $114 stock. So it's right around you know, 11 and a half or so. And that is, the five-year range is five to 11. So it's at the high end of its range. Return equity is very good, 15%. Cash flow is very strong at $15.66. Management owns 11%. It's a $73 billion company, and that's a lot of ownership by management. And mutual funds have been slowly buying over the last year. But I think it pays a 3.6% dividend. But I think you're late. This has already had a great run. Uh, I would not be a buyer of this at this price. It's too expensive. Now, if you're listening to me, I'm saying 11 PE is too expensive. Well, this one, this talk, 11 PE is high for this company. Never, that's the highest it's ever been in the last five years. So that's high. Okay. My focus point today, based on a story behind the headlines, investment in space companies hit a record $14.5 billion in 2021. So, you may have contemplated jumping into that, that space or that area of the market, but you know, we need to, may want to take a look at that a little deeper. Okay? Um, I also, I want to talk about leading economic indicator report that came out today. The LEI, Leading Economic Indicator. We'll talk about that. I want to talk about the correction that we are in. NASDAQ has gone down. The NASDAQ has gone down about 12, 12.5% since it's high. It's high on November 19th, about 10% this month. So, are we done with our correction? I don't think so. Really don't. But, We'll talk about that. And what is Bitcoin really worth? How do you, you know, the, how, what's it worth? You know, it's gone from 70000 down to 40000 per coin, you know, this month. What's it worth? 
That's the hard part, very difficult part. Those things, we'll talk about it. The market was down today again. The Dow down 450 points. NASDAQ down 385 points. And the S&P down 85. So the market was led by the NASDAQ downward again today. So it's a tough, tough market right now. And it will, it will, it will stop. Trust me on this. It, it's haven't even ha- it hasn't even been that bad. Okay, it's been bad on Nasdaq. You know, twelve percent, but the rest of the market it's down, but not nearly as much. So, no trivia question today because it's Friday, and usually give you some uh, you know statistics and talk about the premium newsletter, the KPP premium newsletter, a little bit today. So I'll be giving you that kind of stuff. Uh, we are heading into a break, but I'm here taking your calls live, 888-99-CHART. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hello, this is Luke from New York. I'm calling about a company called Adi Bioscience, Inc. Stock symbol A-A-D-I. I saw a few analysts giving it a buy signal, and some, including Morningstar, have it valued at between $50 and $60. Currently, it trades at $23. It is not making money and hasn't made money for a while, and looks like a story stock. Wanted to check if you see anything else that I may be missing on why this company price would be going up. I also read an article that last year, pharmaceutical sector was brutal, and that the past five years, the year after pharma sector was negative, the following year was up, up to 40% for a year. Do you see this trend happening in 2022? Thank you, and I will be listening for your answer. Well, I do think uh, pharmaceuticals and biotech companies will do better this year than uh, growth companies. I think they'll do a lot better than growth companies, but only those who make money and those who you know, have a good, solid balance sheet. This company, this Audi Bioscience, I, I, there's absolutely no reason for anybody to own this company. Develops precision Precision therapies for genetically defined cancers with more motor pathway driver alternative alternations. I don't know what that is. Doesn't really matter if I know or don't know what it means. It has never made money since existence. Going all the way back, uh, I can go as far back as 2014. It's lost money every year. Every year it loses money. It doesn't have any sales. Why would I buy that company? It's a story stock. Why, why would anybody buy this company? Uh, there's no, there's absolutely no reason for this company to be owned by anybody, personally. They probably have a good story, but it's just a story. For investment, nah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't come, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put monopoly money in it. Let's put it that way. How many years do you got to, you know, wait for a company to make profits? How many years before you give up? My focus point today is based on the story behind the headlines investment in space 
companies hit a $14.5 billion mark. That was like 50% more than the year before. Space. You know, uh, so is that something that you should be invested in? I don't have a problem with looking at companies in this in this area. I'm trying to avoid the word space because we're talking about space. There are uh, there is a um, uh, space. Uh, there is a company that tracks this money going into this area. There's like sixteen hundred ninety four companies. Okay, that have raised two hundred fifty two billion dollars to explore the money opportunities to make money in space. Not just, we're not talking about just in space, but the support mechanisms, the making the things that you need to send up rockets or logistics. All those are space-related kind of industries that seems to be getting stronger and stronger as far as attracting investments. Okay, Uh so the, should you look into it? I, I think it's something that you do look into. You know, uh, I, I think you look into it with, you know, your eyes open, though, because it is kind of speculative, but there's more and more money being poured into it, and there's a lot of satellites that need to be shot up in the space, and they're using more and more private spacecraft, and I think that's just a trend that's going to continue. So I really don't have a problem with you to start exploring that area. But again, remember, we try to invest in companies that make money. Okay? So be too many companies that don't make money go out of business. I mean, a huge percentage of them go out of business, no matter how good the story is. So this is why, as an investor, you stay away from them. Does that mean, and I'll say it again, I've said this many times, that doesn't mean you never invest in those kind of companies that don't make money. There's places and opportunities to try to put a little money, but not a lot of money. Just a little bit of your portfolio, a small fraction of your portfolio, in fact. So when people take time to leave an InvestBot podcast review on iTunes, we like to thank them for their courtesy by getting to their question quickly. So here's one that came in earlier from, I don't know, DMNO. I don't, I can't, there's no name, no I can't. There's no pronunciation of the letters that he has. As his name. He wants to talk about Chewy. C-H-W-Y is the symbol. And Chewy is provides pet products through Chewy, uh, Chewy.com, retail website, and its mobile applications. It's a 15, almost $16 billion company. Uh, I'll get I'll, I'll get to that more after this break. I'm up against a break here, so hold on there, and we'll get I'll get you some more information on Chewy. You're listening to Invest Talk. The number is eight 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 ninety nine chart. You've got a portfolio to grow and protect, so get your finance and investment questions together. And call Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. They're ready with their unbiased answers. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. 888-992-4278. Chewy. We were talking about Chewy, had a question on it. Wanted to know if he wants to know if he should buy it, sell it, do what with it. He already owns it. 
So I want to know if he should hold on to it or sell it because it's been going steadily downward, and it still is. Um, one of the problems are typical growth stock. This this company is going to make three cents next year. First time it ever made money. Sales were really good, 24, 27% growth in sales. But you got when you're in when you're in a situation where the Fed is starting to tighten money supply, growth stocks don't do well. They get hurt. This is a growth stock. I don't think it's going to turn around either. Not yet. I do like what it does, but I don't think it's going to turn around. Yeah, valuations are ridiculous. Three cents. It's a thirty-eight dollar stock. I made three cents a share. It's ridiculous. It's, it's just. It's just. Uh, uh, it makes no sense. Okay, let's keep moving and swing back to the Invest Talk Voice Bank for a question that came in earlier. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hi, Steve or Justin. This is Dennis from the east coast of Iowa. I've been a listener for about seven years now. I have a question about F is in Frank, S is in Sam, K is in King. That's FSKKR Capital Corp in the financial space. And my question is this. This stock seems to have a very high yield, a very reasonable and low payout ratio. Seems to be in good financial health, but its P-E ratio is cheap at only 2.2. So what justifies this low, cheap P.E. ratio? What am I missing? Thanks. I'll look forward to your answer on the podcast. Well, I'm not sure how you're getting that 2.2 P.E. ratio. It's going to make $2. It made $2.30 last year, 2020. 2021, the estimate's going to be 261, and then 252 next year. It's a $21 stock. Okay, that's not a 2 P.E. That's like a you know 9 Eight, eight, nine PE. Okay, and the five-year range is three to eleven. So, it's, for this stock, the PE range is not out of line, but it's not two. So, I'm not sure where you're getting that. Uh, this is FSKKR Capital Corporation, business development company investing in debt securities of private middle market U.S. companies. It's a six billion dollar company. Pays 11.5% dividend, and let's see, if they're making $2.50 next year, and it's 11, a $21 stock, they would have to pay uh, 10% would be $2.14. So 11.5, they, I don't think they can maintain that 11.5%. I don't, I, not, not at a $21 stock, uh, because that would be paying almost every cent they earn in dividend, and that's too high of a payout ratio. So I have a feeling they're going to be cutting that dividend. Sales growth uh, in the September quarter of last year, we haven't got the last quarter of last year yet, was 145%. That was fantastic. Their best growth ever. I don't know why, but it's the best growth ever. Before that was 37%. The year before that, March, and the quarter before that, March of 21, it has shrunk 16%. And it's probably as a result of COVID, right? I mean, so it's having a pretty good sales increase, and you know, well, we'd have to take a look at that. Um, and of course, with interest rates rising, you want to know how that would affect this kind of company as the Fed raises rates. So far, it hasn't done too bad, though. Not bad. Okay, uh, let's go to Bill in Northern California. Hi, Bill. Oh, hi, Steve. Happy New Year. Thank you. Um, Thanks for calling. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, Recently, I received uh, 
an inheritance and uh or most of it anyway and in i had funds transferred uh into my vanguard account that my father held mm-hmm. and um you know i had been tracking them for last year because i knew they existed but i just didn't have control over them right. and uh well one of them is uh uh it was like a 60% bond fund within Vanguard. So I, I sold off most of that. I just kept a remnant of it. So I have a large amount of cash, and I was okay. uh, it's over half a million dollars, and I was just going to invest it, you know, slowly over time. I'd like to – I put some in mutual funds recently, and I'm a dip here, and I was just wondering what your strategy would be to deal with that, you know, considering the – Current downtrend. Would you start buying things gradually right away? And, and yeah, I, I would dollar. Would I, I would do. I would dollar cost average at this stage of that what the economic cycle and the stock market cycle we're in. We're, we're going to see more weakness, but you know the bill. No one knows how weak weak is. I mean, how far down will it go? Could it? It could stop tomorrow. I don't think it's going to. But what you do, once we have had a 10% correction or more, now we haven't had that much in the S&P and the, and the Dow yet. But a 10% correction is a normal correction. And it would be, if it's, I think we're in a corrective mode, so it would be one to buy. So you start buying when that happens. And you just dollar cost average in as it goes down. I know it sounds painful and you don't like it because no one can pick the bottom. But you just dollar cost average in as it goes down. Don't be in a big hurry. Don't be in a big rush. Okay. Okay. Let's keep the. Well, wait a minute. We. It's pretty busy Friday coming up soon. I will preview the KPP Premium Newsletter, and my phone line is open. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Everybody. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off 
now at rosettastone.com slash today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Invest Talk. The markets have certainly been interesting, but the threat of damaging volatility is ever-present. So now, more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance. Steve is here now taking your questions live. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. It is Friday. I generally make time to have a quick rundown of the... uh, key benchmarks. So let me go over those. The two-year treasury yield was up to 1.014%, a little over 1%. And give you a little perspective, the last week it was 0.86. Four weeks ago, it was 0.64. So now it's one. That's a huge move in four weeks. Remember, I told you, interest rates are rising because the Fed is tightening. Okay, so all interest rates rise. The 10-year Treasury yield, 1.762. Last week, it was 1.765. Think about this. That short rate, short interest rate yield, the two-year Treasury is moving up. And this week, the 10-year moved down. When there's an inversion, when the two-year yields more than the 10-year, we will have a recession. Now, it's I'm just telling you, it's squeezing now. There's no inversion yet. Gold was at $18.33 per ounce. Last week was $18.15. Two weeks ago was $17.96. So it's been moving up. Silver today, $24.32 an ounce. Last week was $22.87. So silver moved up on a percentage basis much faster than gold. Oil, selling for $84.87 a barrel. Last week was $83. Two weeks ago it was $78. Seven weeks ago, it was 66. So it's from two months, it went from 66 to 84, or almost 85. The national average for a gallon of gas, $3.32. That's up a couple pennies. In California, the average is $4.64. That's up, well, that was actually down a penny. Ooh. Uh, we're... Gasoline is probably going to go $6 a gallon here in California. I don't doubt that that will happen. For comparison, in Arkansas, the gasoline pump at a price, the pump's at $2.97. Man, that's where you need to get gas. Go to Arkansas. 
<laughs> right. Okay, let's go to Edgar in San Diego. Hi, Edgar. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Oh, sure. I have uh, kind of two questions. First, I, uh, what is the next support for NASDAQ? And then uh, my top question is about British Petroleum, BP. Hmm. Okay. The NASDAQ, uh, I, I do think, uh, I don't think we're done with our correction in the NASDAQ. I don't. Um, I think it's going to go down 15, 18% easy. That's what I think. I think that's where it's gone before it starts turning around. Uh, the Dow and the S&P, I think they'll at least get the 10% correction. I think so. And they're not there yet. And it might be a little higher than that. You know, the Fed, you know, it, 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 this is all in the hands of the Fed. If they keep talking about increasing rates and, you know, um, cutting down their easing, uh, you know, they're, they're buying the bonds. They keep pressing that that uh, pedal, okay, the market's not going to like it more. You know, because they went from, you know, we thought they raised a couple times this year. That went to three times. And now I've heard one of the Fed say, a president say, we probably raise it four times this year. The market doesn't like that at all. So I think that they know that they're impacting the market, and the market could be a precursor to the whole economy. So it's going to be a. It's I, I think at some point the Fed's going to ease off a bit on their talk about what they're going to do, and I think that will help the market. Now, as far as British Petroleum, the problem with all the Brit, all the uh, European oil companies, they've all said they're getting out of pump uh, drilling for more oil. They all said it. They're not going to drill for more oil. They're going to go green. They're going to move over to green. Well, as an investor, that makes you kind of concerned. What do you mean? You know, going green means you're not going to – how are you going to make money doing that? Okay? I understand the big push, you know, in Europe and even here in the United States it is to go green. But, yeah, the, the companies that live and make their earnings on oil drilling and – you know, oil supply. You're gonna, you're gonna. You've said you're gonna be all, all green here in the next few years, however many years. Who's gonna invest in your company? I, I would stay away from uh, those companies. You know who hasn't? What companies hasn't said that they're gonna stop drilling? In the United States, Chevron and Exxon both say they're still gonna continue drilling, and they're still their main business is oil, and they know it. Even though they will be moving to green, they're still so. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would stay away from all European oil companies, personally. Let's go to Dan in Walnut Creek. How you doing, Dan? Oh, fine, thanks, Steve. How are you doing tonight? Good. Thank you for the call. Good. Yeah, I have a question on uh, Fidelity Consumer Discretionary (FDIS). Mm-hmm. Um, top holdings are Amazon, Tesla, and, um, Home Depot. Yeah, and it's been uh, on a downtrend for the last couple of months. I was wondering what your thoughts are on this one. Well, um, as consumer discretionary, the consumers doing pretty well, and they have jobs. There's a lot, plenty of jobs out there. Salaries are going up. I, I can't, yeah, you know, I don't know why there, that you would that we or I should be too worried about discretionary spending. But you're right, it is going down, and it might be because of the type of companies they hold. If if they have a lot of tech companies, they're they're going to get hit. So I, I, I would, you know, 
you said the top holders was Amazon and what was the others? Home Depot. Amazon, Amazon Tesla, Home Depot, McDonald's. Yeah, see, see I, I think Tesla's overvalued and, and Amazon is probably overvalued, but the others are not. You know. Right. Yeah, that's right. So Tesla and Amazon are, are, they're heavy on that. Between those two, there's like 35% of the holdings. Oh, well then that's why. Okay. That's, that's what's hurting you on that there, because that's, that's way more than they should have of those two on, on this kind of, they should, you know, there should never be more than, you know, 5%, 7%, any one stock. If you have an, if it's a, consumer discretionary fund that means you know you have a lot of consumer stocks and you know not you shouldn't be loaded up on that and just one or two or three stocks that's why so i i probably would look for a different one if if you wanted to be in this space thanks dan appreciate the call the kpp premier's letter was finished today and will be distributed tomorrow to all subscribers in the market conditions sections, I explained we continue to witness large fluctuations in the market. So far, most swings this month have been to the downside. Growth stocks are the most heavily impacted. This is normal whenever the Fed changes their policy from a loose money supply to a tightening stance. Even though the Fed has not moved to tightening money supply by any significant degree, its posture has changed and is now in a different direction. So this worries investors. In high growth areas of the market, borrowing costs have the greatest impact on these high growth companies. Their need to borrow to they need to borrow to sustain their their increases. This does not mean investors should avoid all growth stocks, but they would be wise to be cognizant of the changes and effects, and the adjustment will have to be made in the various sectors of the market. So you got to change your portfolio. You got to at least know what is it and know what you have in it, why it's being impacted. This week, precious metals moved up sharply following the same move made the week before. It looks like a reaction to a weaker dollar this month. So, and I say, I said, stay with the market, but it would not hurt to have some cash ready to invest. A move into value stocks should have served you well, as we told you to do that in the newsletter, and we still like the commodity positions, though they have already risen pretty steeply, and you may want to wait for a better opportunity. If you've been reading the newsletter, you know for two, three months, we were talking about rebalance. You heard on this radio, too. Rebalance, produce some cash, get ready. So, you know, we can only only advise you on that stuff. So, that's all we can do. We can just tell you. In the portfolio management section, I talked uh, I, I talked about alphas and betas. Do you know what alphas and betas are? They are, they are different metrics. They are commonly used. They gauge uh, different. They gauge the volatility and relationships. Okay, alpha, for instance, is a is a number assigned to the return over an overall index. It is quoted simply to. It's it's easy to understand, really. For example, if your portfolio returns 12% and your comparable index returns 10%, your alpha would be 2, the difference between the two. Any number greater than zero would indicate outperformance of the index you're tracking. 
of the alpha index you're tracking, okay? Whether it's an S&P 500 or whatever. Hedge funds managers love to talk about positive alphas. They really do. Oh, we're doing so much better than the market. So much better than our index tracking or market or whatever they want to say. But they also, a lot of times, don't tell you the whole truth. Okay? Because they may tra- be tracking an index that doesn't represent the, the, the companies that they're buying. So, you know, if you got you got to be realistic. Everybody, just know that you need. There's ways that people can tell you the absolute truth, but it's not the whole truth. Okay, just know that. Now, a beta is different. Usually, a beta is the volatility of your stock compared to an index. Usually, the S and P 500. So, if you have a beta of 1.2. That means it's 20% more volatile than the S&P 500. Because generally, S&P 500 is the index everybody tracks. But you can also cheat. You can have a bigger or smaller beta, and you change the index that you're tracking, and it may be a very high volatile or very low volatile index. you got to know what they're trading. Usually, the beta is... is, is uh, compared to the S&P 500, almost all the time that I see it quoted out there. But, okay, that's the beta. I had a couple of stock ideas. I had a REIT, a real estate investment trust, as one of the picks. They own many, many single-family homes, and they rent them out. So it's interesting, though, that the dividend yield is only 1.1%, a little over 1%, so it's not... It's more, more. Excuse me. It's more of a play on real estate values. Uh, and a leading confectionery company is the other one I we put out there. It's the in the consumer defense sector. Um, marketing, you know, it's a huge. It's one of the largest candy makers in the United States or in the world for that matter. So those are the two names. Most, both of them were value plays, by the way. And, of course, on the newsletter, I give you names, right? There's a good deal of valuable information in the KPP premium newsletter. It always is, I think. I think it's well worth your 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 effort to get it, read it. You want a sample? You can ask us for a sample. We'll send it to you. There's one sample on our website. There's, we always have a sample on our website. It's there. So... You can subscribe. It's not, you know every month. It's it, you know that it comes into your inbox. If I do this. Uh, you subscribe, but I send it out every week, every week. Uh, so go to investtalk.com to subscribe. Okay? And you don't have to. You can get it once, one a month. Uh, you get it a month, and you can cancel your reservation. You can you can cancel. You don't have to. If you don't like it, it's fine. No problem with that. Will, San Diego. How you doing, Will? Oh, pretty good, Steve. I uh, sold my Ethereum today, and I'm wondering if that was a good move or not. Ethereum, huh? Uh, right. Well, the problem we have, and I'm going to, that's one of my talking points, is on Bitcoin. How do you evaluate certain things? Um, is Ethereum, is that, is that the bit, is that one of the cryptocurrencies? 
I guess so. You know, I don't understand the whole thing, but uh, I think it's uh, it's it's in that area, in that field. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's an open-ended uh, uh, grantor trust based in the U.S. invest in Ethereum. Yeah. So that's a, 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 a Bitcoin. This has moved from oh, $12 up to $45 and now back to $20.75. It's been around since December of uh, 2020. So it's the biggest problem we have, and Bitcoin's the same, is how do you know what value it is? It's, right. it's we, there's no way to, we don't have a long history, right, of any of this. I mean, Bitcoin's the low, oldest one around, and that's not very old. But, but, but Bitcoin went from 70 to 40 like this one. It moved up and down. They're very volatile. Um, I, think, I think you're wise to get out if you want to know the truth because we just don't know. I, I can't tell you if it's what it's worth. And it's only worth, you know, what people are willing to. You can, it, to me, it's like a pyramid scheme. You just got to convince. You got to convince somebody to pay more for it than you did. That's all. You got to convince them. Now, I'm not saying that cryptocurrency is is all of its pyramid scheme. I'm not saying that, but it's like that in that we have no way to value it, and the only the only value is is if you can talk somebody else into pay more for it. You can't base it on earnings. You can't base it on sales. You can't. It's not. It's a coin. It's a it's a currency. Now, you can't base it on what facts it. Nothing, not labor, not the economy. So I don't know. How do you evaluate it? This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue. So get your questions in 888 99Chart. The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now and he's ready to talk with you. Call Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, I was calling about ETF VTV. It's a value ETF. I hear you guys talking about switching to value. Just wanted to know if that would be a good play. Thank you. I think so. You know, it could be part of a, a balanced portfolio. It's an ETF. This is VTV, Victor T. Victor, Vanguard Value ETF. Uh, it seeks to track the performance of the CRSP U.S. Large Cap Value Index, which measured investment returns. So what's a CRS, Large Cap Value Index? Well, it's... CRSP, I mean, what is CRSP? So, well, that stands for Center for Research and Security Pri- Prices. And they, they are a leader providing research, quality, historical market data and returns. So they, have, they produce this index. And the index kind of tracks book value, forward earnings to price ratio, historical earnings to price, dividend to price ratio, that kind of thing. So they're a value-oriented oriented fund, for ETF. So if I, I, they've done pretty well, even in this most recent, uh, they're, you know, for, for January, they are down, most of them are, but not nearly as much as the NASDAQ is, but it's down. 
So don't think that value will go up if the whole market's going down. They won't, but they won't crash like growth stocks do in a down market. Mind you, growth stocks also skyrocket when they do return. So don't think that I'm bad-mouthing growth stocks. Just for the time being, they're not a place to be. Okay? Leading economic indicators say that the economy is going to do pretty well going forward. Okay? Uh, it came in at 0.8. They expected it to be 0.8%. The month before is 1.1. This is for December, by the way. So it, the, in November, is 1.1%. Now it's 0.8%. So that's still indicating growth in the next of our economy in the next three or four months. Now, what was confusing was other reports that came out this week. Uh, one that I don't, a couple that I don't really look at too, too often, but I do look at them, is the Empire State Manufacturing Index. Did you see that? Strengthened point, negative 0.7 is the number. It was 31, positive 31, almost 32 last month. They expected it to go down to positive 25, and it went down to Negative 0.7. That's the Empire, New York area, Empire State. However, the Philadelphia Fed Manufacturing Index, okay, uh, it went up. Last month, it was 15.2. They expected it to go up, 18.5, but it went up to 23.2. Okay. So, so what is it? So, obviously, it's not a confusing picture there. But the leading economic indicator index, LEI, is made up of 10 components of leading economic indicators, 10 of them. One of them is the stock market, right? Um, and, of course, when you get for so far for January, it's going to show that one of the 10 is going to be down. But December was up. So, But it's only one of 10. So there's nine other leading economic indicators. Oh, and they're like work week. Uh, the uh, salaries, you know, paid, different different things uh, that make up that indicator. I have it in my book, and I, I wrote them all in the book, leading and lagging economic indicators. You only want to pay attention to the leading economic indicators, not the lagging economic indicators. Okay, so we know now the NASDAQ composite is down about 12, 12.5%. Uh, from its high, that high was November 19th. For the month, it's down about 10%. Um, and I just wanted to say, there has been uh, 66 corrections since 1971. A correction of 10% or less? 66. 24 or 37% of those resulted in a bear market. So the rest did not. Just a correction. The vast majority. So three months later, after falling 10%, the market's usually up. Just so you know. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investile program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about the free podcast. You can download it for free. We will cross over 38 million downloads here tonight, so we want to thank you for that. Appreciate it. Get yours anytime, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Please be sure to review and rate us on iTunes. It really does. We do want to see those ratings. It helps guide us to what we should be doing. Independent thinking and shared success. This is the best talk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. 
Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. 